everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and for today's podcast it is strictly going to be an astrology related podcast because there's just so much going on that I was going to break down this podcast into a couple of subjects. So the first subject we're going to talk about Saturn returns as We are now getting ready for a shift from Saturn being in Aquarius for the past three years to now being in Pisces all the way up until 2026. So we're going to talk about that. Takeaways from the Aquarius Saturn returns. What even is a Saturn return and what should we expect and where should we expect to find this Pisces energy in Saturn? So that's going to be our first topic for today. The second topic, we're going to talk about the Virgo full moon, which will be taking place this upcoming week. So that's another thing that we're looking forward to. And then we're going to wrap up with some tarot card readings and just some energy we should expect for these next couple of years. My question, I believe, will will shift more towards this year coming up uh, in regards to Saturn returns and what energy should we all expect. So those are going to be the three topics for today's podcast, and this is episode 87. I can't believe it again, 87 episodes. And if you guys are a fan of the podcast, love the podcast overall, enjoy the content, and want to know more, you can do a couple of things. One, you could rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Your ratings will help boost the podcast overall. You know what else you guys could do? You guys could also send out this podcast to a friend or someone that needs, you know, just to hear some positive messages, good stories, fun interviews, and talks about astrology, mental health, and more. I post questions for every podcast as well. So if you need, if you know someone that needs some internal growth or just needs a little jolt in their confidence, share the podcast to all listeners it definitely would mean a lot to me and for the podcast fandom also i want to know i'm going to post a question for this podcast i'm in the mix of i'm interested in doing a small patreon it was not going to be anything crazy just like a couple bucks to release episodes early and to also get some some moon content let me know how you guys feel about that as well send emails to your spiritual best friend at gmail.com now that all that stuff is out of the way and me advertising is out of the way let's get started with today's podcast Hey everybody, welcome to episode 87 
of the podcast. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. Let's get started with our first topic today. So Saturn returns. Man, oh man, oh man. Think about what has happened these past three years. So first, before I get too far ahead of myself, first, let's start with what is a Saturn return. So Saturn is the planet of hard work, life lessons, dedication. We all have a Saturn in our charts when we were born. This is the energy in which Saturn was when we were born, when we first came into the world. So when Saturn returns, Saturn is returning back to the same sign it was when you guys were born. And it usually happens roughly around 28, 29 years, depending on what year you're born and all of that stuff as well. The reason why Saturn returns are so big is because Saturn sits in this spot for multiple years. So for instance, the last Saturn shift was in 2020 in the spring. And we all know what happened that year. That was the year where we all went, we all shut down because of COVID-19. And Saturn has been in Aquarius for three years now. So that is now what's going to happen in Pisces now. So now Saturn is now shifted from Aquarius to Pisces and is going to stay in Pisces for three years. So it's going to be a big shift. There's going to be big moments of change. Just like any period throughout our lives, you know, like we're constantly changing throughout the years. But when Saturn returns back to your spot where it was when you're born, it's going to feel different. It's going to hit you harder than what it normally does. So let's look at Aquarius in Saturn the past three years. What has happened over the course of the past three years? And just because Saturn returns just like, let's say for people where Saturn is not in your sign in which it was when you were born, you're still going to feel Saturn's presence. You're just going to feel it in different areas. So in this, in this return in particular, look at placements in which you guys either have Pisces in your chart or you have mutual energy in your chart. So the mutual signs are Virgo, Pisces, and I'm trying to Virgo, Pisces, and Sagittarius. So those are the three energies in which mutual energy is going to be there. What I mean by mutual is like each sign has their own type of energy um, and each sign has the same. There's mutual fixed and there's also um, I'm forgetting one off the top of my I'm forgetting off the top of my head and I apologize. But pretty much for this Saturn return, Look at places in which you have mutual energy, and that is where you're going to feel Saturn's presence. So for instance, for myself, I know for me, I have Pisces in my fourth house. So this Saturn return, I could expect to feel and, and embrace some challenges in my family, maybe even expanding my family. Uh, so that's just something to really feel and build that sense of home. So that's an example. I also have a Vir my Virgo. I have Virgo placements in my 10th house, which involves like my career, which is all about acts of service. So that could also be things as well as I'm expanding my own sense of career and my own sense of identity, which makes sense because in the next three years, I'm going to be graduating my master's program 
and starting with getting licensed as a mental health counselor. So these are ways in which you can look. So if you're not actually like your Saturn is in Pisces, like you can look at other parts of your chart to see where, okay, where is the mutual energy? Where am I going to feel this? Uh, Because the thing with Saturn is if you put in the work, you're going to get rewarded. But if you have not put in the work, it's going to hit home. You might repeat the same mistakes you might have had, or you might have really had to look at yourself in the mirror and learn some new things about yourself during this time period. But that's what Saturn does. It's meant to help us achieve and grow. If we're not learning from our lessons and we're not learning and we're not putting in the work, how are we growing as a collective society? How are we growing as an individual? If we are not pushing ourselves, we're not challenging ourselves. So when people are very quick to judge, oh, Saturn, this is going to be terrible, embrace Saturn. Let Saturn come in and show you some new things that you need to work on. And you're going to come out of it an even better person than once you were. So when everyone, and there's a lot of people talking about, oh, this is going to be crazy and this is going to be intense. They're not wrong, but our mindset how we embrace the change is what matters and things that we need to learn through. And this is a time period where if you do have a Saturn in Pisces, I'm going to get into more in depth uh, what Saturn in Pisces means and what energy should we expect and the, the parts in which we need to work hard in. But not to worry. That is my point. Not to worry because you're going to learn new things about yourselves and you're going to grow. So before we talk about Saturn and Pisces, I figured we can do a little recap in regards to Saturn and Aquarius. So Saturn and Aquarius, it started, I don't know the exact dates off the top of my head, I apologize, but around spring of 2020. And we all know what happened during the spring of 2020, right? The COVID pandemic just changed everything in our our lives. And the reason why the past two Saturn returns were so intense, Capricorn and Aquarius, is because Saturn is in its most comfortable spot. So if you are a traditional astrologer, Capricorn and Aquarius are in this, are ruled under Saturn. They just do it in two distinct ways. Capricorns are all about you have to work hard to succeed, very big on materialism and working hard because it's more earth energy. Aquarius is more rebellious type of energy because they're more air energy. So they're more about learning new things and humanitarianism work. So those two signs are both ruled under the same planet. Now Aquarius is ruled under Uranus now in modern astrology, and that's all about the planet of rebellion and um, just like humanitarianism. It's it's all about like the greater good instead of the individual good. So now that we know that energy, right? Saturn has been in its most comfortable spot, which was in Capricorn and shifted to Aquarius. Think about how your lives have changed this past three years. It started with the COVID pandemic, right? And when it comes to technology, when it comes to thinking of the future, and and when it comes to just all of that stuff involving future-oriented type of thinking, the COVID pandemic has sped up 
so much stuff that we have been talking about for years, such as remote work, such as staying at home, working from home. There's been a big emphasis on mental health now recently, which is that rebellious nature, right? Because through generations, we have been, as a collective, we have stuck to the traditions and have not really questioned some of those traditions. Like, are they working for me? Are they really making me change? Are they, are these traditions actually healthy? And this pandemic really sped up that process. So that was pretty much all of the Aquarius Saturn return. So think about it. How has COVID changed for you? How has COVID impacted your life? Like I know for myself, I have now done all virtual school for my graduate program. Something that would have not have happened without the COVID pandemic. I graduated in spring of 2020 from my undergrad, did not have a single graduation, could not talk to friends, especially my college friends in which like we spent the past four years together, like learning, taking classes with each other, doing podcasts with each other, doing radio shows together because I'm a communications and psychology major and it really hurt not to be able to celebrate with my college friends and our relationships kind of like, I'm still cool with them, but we could have gotten a lot closer if it wasn't for the pandemic. And that was like the start of it. And then if you really think I took a gap year during, during that time period, could not get accepted in it anywhere because a lot of schools were adjusting. A lot of universities were switching from, physical face-to-face to now hybrid. And there was just so much change going on in such a short time period that that's what Saturn does. It, it throws curveballs at you and you got to be able to adjust and adapt. So think about how your life has changed in the past three years. A good reflection question is, what, what happened three years ago, you know? Like, how has my life changed? And I'll make sure to put this question in the show description. How has my life changed in these past three years while Saturn was in Aquarius? Like, your Saturn does not have to be in Aquarius for you to feel it, personally. For the Aquarius energy, it was all fixed energy. So if you are a Taurus, if you have Taurus placements, if you have Scorpio placements... If you have Aquarius placements or Leo placements, you might have felt that's where you felt it in your areas. And for me, like I'm a Taurus sun and I, I felt these past three years have been a working, just just nightmare of just me working, figuring out what I'm trying to do, figuring out with my podcast. I created this new podcast last year. So like I got I started my graduate program last year in the fall of 2021 so it's just like man oh man like so much has changed which involves like the ego for me because taurus is taurus is my son and son is the planet of the ego um so my point is is just think about how saturn and aquarius has affected you start with how it's affected the world because there's been so much change these past three years and it really happened very rapidly. That's the Aquarius rebellious type of energy that Aquariuses bring. There's a rebel in an Aquarius. They want to change for the future. They want to help people for the future. They want, so how do you help someone from the future? 
in the future, right? You ignore what's happening in the present moment. So we were hit hard during the COVID pandemic. And now that Saturn is shifted to Pisces, we're also going to feel that energy shift. So that's just something for you guys to think about. So just to recap Saturn for Aquariuses before we switch to Saturn in Pisces and the energy we're going to be feeling these next couple years. Takeaways from what I just talked about and just mentioned. Saturn in Aquarius, rebellious nature, future-oriented. Think of all the policies and think of how the world has changed in the past three years. After you think about how the world has changed in the past three years, ask yourselves, how have you changed in the past three years? What is what has happened with you while you were experiencing Saturn in Aquarius's? For if you are the type of person that actually had Saturn in Aquarius, you've probably experienced a lot of life, life lessons you had to learn. Now, just because your Saturn is not in Aquarius does not mean you still don't feel Saturn's presence. So look at if you have fixed energy in your chart, where you might feel that fixed energy because Aquarius is a fixed sign. So ask yourselves, how has my life changed in the past three years? How has Saturn in Aquarius helped me? How has Saturn in Aquarius challenged me? And what did I learn from these past three years? So that is all of it when it comes to Saturn in Aquarius. Let me know how you guys feel. Send me an email at yourspiritualbestfriend at gmail.com. I would love to hear stories. Uh, and also, I could share your story on a future podcast as well if you guys are interested in doing that. I know I have some fan mail that I need to check for the next podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get too off track here. Now, to conclude the first topic of today's podcast, we're going to talk about Saturn in Pisces and the energy we are expected and we might feel in, in regards to the Pisces energy. So Saturn went from the, the rebellious, future-oriented Aquarius energy to now the dreamy, artistic, creative, imaginative Pisces energy. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Neptune is the planet of anything beyond the five senses. That's how I love to describe it. So you have the spiritual realm. You have the dream realm. You have anything that is beyond the five senses. So dreams are important. Art is so important during this time period. Creativity, creation. That is what Pisces do. And they do it in a very gentle and nice way about it but also can be, can seem off because they're so focused on the dreams, right? So this is going to be a time period, especially if you have a Saturn in Pisces, dream when it comes to dreams, when it comes to false beliefs, illusions, is going to be something that's going to continue to be thrown in your face over and over and over again. Now, depending on where Saturn is in your chart, will describe how or where you're going to feel this energy. It can also be a time for you to work on your own sense of creativity. If you're someone that has struggled with creating and dreaming, a very like logical type of mind, this might be, if you have Saturn in Pisces, this might be a time period where there's going to be a lot of things that are, that you can't explain with facts and reasoning. So 
Pisces, if Pisces is all about the dreams and the creative and artsy and spiritual type of energy, we're going to, we're going to expect, we're going to see a shift in that in the next couple of years as a collective in the world. There might be a push for more spiritual practices. There might be a push for more, for more dreams and, and art. This would be a really great time period if you are an artist to start creating. Saturn is going to make you work for it, obviously. But if you put in the work, you could really reap the benefits of your hard work. But another big thing, though, with Neptune, and if you guys have any aspects in, in Neptune, and aspects are pretty much how planets communicate with one another, right? So if you have any challenging aspects with Neptune, you might also feel that during this this uh, this um, Saturn return. I know for me, I have a couple aspects in my chart that involve Neptune. Um, I know one of them for me is there's like a lot of like, we have to be careful with who we're nice to because there can be a lot of delusions and false beliefs. We all have false beliefs in our life. Like we all have thoughts in our head where we might be, we might think of ourselves as bigger than other people or we might we might see other people as bigger than other people or we might look at certain situations as they're bigger than what they are especially with anxiety we can have irrational thoughts right where we overthink things and that's something in my chart one of the aspects with my neptune that i have challenged with because i do get in my head a lot about like oh i'm trying to overanalyze what other people are feeling but my point is, is that that's what Neptune is as well for everyone else that is listening. So like if it's the spiritual and dream well, we also need to challenge and question our false beliefs with the people that we surround ourselves with, whether that's with friends, family, also work as well, because we could also put our jobs at a pedestal, right? And everything else is less. So we really, this is a time period where we're going to question those false beliefs, those illusions. We might even see those illusions and they're brought to the table during this time period. So that is what we're going to see. So it's not going to be as rebellious as the Aquarius energy or as hardworking and expanding technology like the Capricorn energy we felt the past six years. It's going to be more of a dreamy, creative, artsy type of energy we're going to feel, but we need to be mindful of those false beliefs. It is a big one. We all have those in our lives. We all have those irrational thoughts we think about and we need to challenge them in order for us to grow. Challenges are not bad things, people. We all have challenges in our astrology charts. But the but the point is with challenges, they're meant to test us. They're meant to push us. So that way we're growing. If everything was easy, we, there would be no fun. <laughs> there would be no, there would just be no standards. It would just be craziness everywhere. We need to have a balance between having fun, but also having that structure and having that order within ourselves, that self-control. So these are all things that will be put in the, into the table. So like I said, Pisces ruled by Neptune. I described a lot of Pisces energy in general. Another thing to look at for everyone that is just starting with astrology, because I know I threw a lot of information at once and I apologize. If you're just starting with astrology, go on a go on a free website, enter your birth date, time, where you were born, 
and then look at your Saturn, look at the sign that it's in. So I just described what Saturn to planet means. So it's, it's, it's the part of our chart where we have to work hard in, right? Look at the sign in which your Saturn is. And then look at the house number. The house number will tell you where you will feel this energy. So for instance, for me, my Saturn return is next. So my Saturn return is in Aries and mine is in the fifth house, which involves the fifth house rules, creation, creativity, and Aries energy is all about self-confidence, right? Being self-starting, Aries are very like, when they're great, they're on it. So when you look at your Saturn placement, you're that's something you're working towards. So if you have, if you have a Saturn return in Pisces, you're working on being more kind, more gentle, tapping into art, tapping into more of the spiritual creativity type of realm. And if you put in the work, you're going to feel that. Now, depending on the house number, it'll tell you where. So like, let's say you have a Pisces in the fifth house. So difference between Pisces and Aries, right? The fifth house involves creation, right? So if your Saturn return is in the Pisces, is a Pisces sign in the fifth house, when it comes to tapping into that spiritual creativity, artsy realm, you have to work on your creativeness towards that. So that's how you can put all three together in a quick little summary. It's obviously much more deeper than that because there's aspects and other things too. But if you're just starting out, Look at the sign in which Pisces is in your chart. Look at the house, and that's where you're going to feel it. So that's like a very basic way of looking at just like if you're curious to know more about Saturn returns and all that stuff too. So now that I talked about the basics, for everyone that is in more advanced, this is this part's for you if you because I don't want to overwhelm you guys with too much, but when it comes to mutual energy, so you got to look at, so not only is, like you don't have to have Pisces, right, to feel Saturn's presence. You can look at other parts in your chart and look for mutual energy in your chart. So mutual energy, the mutual signs again, Sagittarius, Virgo, Pisces, and Gemini. Yes. Yes, I got it right. So it's four elements. Yep. So you got Sagittarius, Pisces, Gemini, and I and Virgo. So those are the four energies, right? So look at if you if you have your chart with you, look at all of those placements and see where it is. So for instance, for myself, I, I'm a Sag rising, so Sagittarius is in my first house. Pisces is in my fourth house. I have a couple Pisces placements. Um, my lunar nodes, uh, my north node is Virgo. I'm just naming some planets in which like I have this energy. I have it in my 10th house. The 10th house is where my is where Virgo rules in my chart. So like these are all areas where I'm going to look at and see, okay, I can definitely see how Saturn, Saturn returning in the Pisces might challenge me in my own chart during this time period. So that's a way to look at it for you guys as well. So you don't have to have just Pisces and Saturn to feel the energy. Because like I said, we're constantly growing as individual people. So like, don't, don't assume, oh, it's just people, Saturn and Pisces feeling it. Like, no, like think about the pandemic. We all felt that in some way, shape or form. 
So that concludes today's first topic of the podcast. I'm going to take a quick little break and we're going to shift from all of the Saturn return talk. We're going to shift to the full moon in Virgo, which is going to happen next week. So I hope you guys are enjoying your favorite, your spiritual best friend with Josh Sanchez. And hopefully you guys learned some new things about Saturn returns. Let me know if I spoke too much, too fast in the emails. I love, I want to hear more emails for you guys. Um, but for now we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey everybody. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I just want to give you guys a very special announcement. So starting in the beginning of September, I will be doing astrology chart readings for anybody that is interested in learning a little bit more about themselves and their natal chart. I am not someone that is going to predict the future, but I am someone that is going to give you guidance and really help you process yourself in the present moment, whatever challenges or blocks that you face. But you can click on the link in the show description to schedule a one-on-one meeting with me where you get your chart read, where it's going to be a very safe space for you guys to open up and share your own journeys, your own anxieties, fears, and I hope that we can both learn something from each other along the way. I do have a confidentiality agreement that that everyone must sign and follow, and prices will vary depending on the income in which you guys I am someone that is very flexible and knows that we all have certain situations in life that can impact us financially, emotionally, anything pretty much. But it really is just a safe space for everyone to connect, grow, and learn some things about themselves. So again, you can check out that link to schedule a one-on-one call with me, Josh Sanchez, host of Your Spiritual Best Friend, and I hope to see everybody soon and to help you along the way own spiritual journey. All right, guys, and we are back. So for the first topic, I talked a lot about Saturn returns. We started with the first half talking about Saturn return in Aquarius. And then we ended the first topic with talking about Saturn return in Pisces. So now we're going to transition to the full moon in Virgo. So you guys know how I talked a lot in the first topic about how Pisces energy is all about dreams, illusions, sticking away from the facts and more with emotions and feeling and creativity and all that stuff. Virgo is the exact opposite of Pisces. Virgo energy is all about knowing the facts, knowing the details. Logically, does this make sense? So that is where the full moon comes in. So we all know like full moons. And if you guys have tuned in to previous talks, I mentioned all the time about how full moons are is when the sun is opposite of the moon. The moon rules our emotions. The sun rules our ego, our sense of identity. So when it's a full moon, those two energies are in opposition with one another. And for this month's full moon, for March in particular, 
right now we are in Pisces energy, right? We are in a very creative, artsy, emotional type of feel that we have been feeling these these past couple of weeks. And this week coming up, not only is Saturn returning in the Pisces March 7th, but also the full moon is going to be around there too. And the full moon is just going to throw in just logic, facts, facts, details, and more facts. So, and more evidence to back up. So, and, and there's also going to be a time period where we might actually have to challenge our emotions and ask ourselves if there's any, are there actually false beliefs here? So this is the Virgo in full moon's presence that we are going to feel for this month. Now, depending on where Virgo is in your chart, what house Virgo rules, that'll tell you where you're going to feel the energy. So like, for instance, for myself, I'm a Sag rising. So you look at your rising sign and then you go from there. So for me, like I'm a Sag rising. So Virgo for me is going to be in the 10th house, which involves like sense of identity, career, life purpose, right? So that is where I'm going to feel this full moon's energy. So I might question, start to question like, hey, like, is all the things I'm doing, is it working for me? Is there actual facts to back up that it is working for me? Whether that's financially, whether that is spiritually, what are that like, is there actual evidence to back up what I am doing in my life purpose? Am I getting closer and closer to what I'm meant to do in this lifetime? So those are questions I'm probably going to ask myself since I'm a Sag rising. Now, each rising sign is going to be different. But pretty much, we'll just do a quick little rundown for each sign. I'm not going to go too in-depth because it can be a lot of information at once. So we'll start with Virgo, right? So if you're a Virgo rising, you're going to feel this in your first house, which involves your sense of self, pretty much. Libra risings, 12th house. Sorry, guys, I was completely blank. So for Libra risings, you feel it in your 12th house, which involves the spiritual realm, right? Then you got, so it goes Virgo, Libra, Scorpio Risings. It's your 11th house, which is like humanitarianism, sense of community. Then you got Sag Risings, like myself, 10th house, life purpose. Then you have Capricorn Risings, 9th house, which is higher end learning, expansion. So each house has a different feel. So Aquarius, 8th house, inheritance, trauma is involved in this house. And you have the 7th house, which is um, Pisces. Pisces, you feel it in your 7th house, which is partnerships, commitment. So it is where you're going to feel the moon, right? And then you have Aries rising, 6th house, which involves... I'm remembering all my houses on the fly, which I'm doing really good. 6th house, which involves... The 6th house is like physical health. So it's a big health house. Taurus fifth house, which involves creativity, Taurus risings, um, Gemini risings, fourth house that involves family, home life, sense of home, cancer, third house, which involves your local community. Like I said earlier, I apologize. I got my houses, the order mixed up and then, uh, yeah, and then last but not least, Leo Risings, you're going to feel it in your second house, which involves material possessions. So that is how each sign 
you will feel the energy. And again, my apologies. I, I in the very beginning of this topic, I had my house numbers mixed up. So it literally goes backwards, not forwards. But yeah, so that's how that's a very quick summary where you will feel the energy. Um, you can look into more in depth. If you want more in depth analysis, just look at your chart and uh, we can go from there. So I have some questions for you guys now because you guys know for every full moon, I enjoy having reflection questions. I think they're great. They're fun. And it's really important for us to question and challenge ourselves during full moons and new moons. So some things we're going to expect from the Virgo full moon. We'll start with the opportunities, the positives, right? This is a great time period where we're going to be perceiving how mind, body, and spirit are woven together and leading to healing. Virgo, a big thing about Virgo energy is acts of service. So this is a great opportunity for that. Another great opportunity, seeing the differences and similarities. Like I said, questioning those false beliefs. Is there any facts to back up what I am thinking? We all need to challenge ourselves there. Some great affirmations for the Virgo full moon. I am of service. Healing is my birthright. The parts make me whole. My perspective skills are strong. So it is a good, those are some good affirmations again for you guys to say to yourself out loud. So number one, I am of service. Number two, healing is my birthright. Number three, the parts make me whole. And the fourth one, my my perceptive skills are strong. Some self-care rituals for you guys to do this month. Decode a recent dream. So if you had a dream, because we all know, right, Pisces season, we might have had more dreams than usual during this time period. What happened during that dream? Was there anything logical you could take away or any facts you can take away from that dream? That's something to really think about. And the second self-care. Paint with watercolors, maybe even draw and paint your dream that you're having. This is Pisces season is all about, you know, creativity. It's an artsy type of feel that we're feeling. The Virgo moon is going to add facts and reasoning. It's going to push us to actually do something to explain some dreams we are feeling. So that could be another great self-care for you guys as well to paint with watercolors and uh, enjoy some creativity. To wrap up a little bit of the four Virgo full moon, the challenges. So as great as the opportunities and affirmations are, right, there's going to be challenges for every full moon. And for this full moon, there's going to be a confusing service with sacrifice, right? So that's one thing we might realize during this Virgo full moon. Are we confused? Are we confusing ourselves being nice, you know, and being there for other people, our acts of service? with sacrifice so are we actually sacrificing it but we're thinking it's our services are we sacrificing ourselves that's a big question we need to ask ourselves right and then the second challenge because one thing with virgo placements it's they, they're so fixated on details and facts and trying to prove evidence that that causes a lot of anxiety right and perfectionism and here's the second challenge that we're going to we're going to all experience during this full moon. Perfectionism can lead to procrastination. So if you're so fixated on the perfect day or the perfect 
project or the perfect whatever it is, it can lead to procrastination. We're so boggled up in our head that we're not actually doing what we need to do, right? So this is a full moon where we're going to feel all of that energy. So I love to wrap up all full moon conversations with three reflection questions that will also be in the show description for you guys to check out and to answer on your own time. I know I always recommend journaling. I love journaling. So for my writers out there, for my people that want to know more about themselves, jot down your thoughts on a piece of paper. I'm telling you, it'll really, you get to see what you're actually thinking and you're like, wow, let me actually start to challenge that or let me start to like, does this make sense, you know? So these are the three questions. Question number one, in what ways am I drawn to be of service? So think about whether that's the people you take care of, the things you do. In what ways are you drawn to be of service? That's the first question. The second question, does striving for perfection motivate me? Set up a cycle of self-criticism or both? So this question, right? Because the idea of perfection can cause so much anxiety in our life, right? So the question again is, does striving for perfection motivate you or does it set up a cycle of self-criticism or does it do both? So is it self-destructive? Is it beneficial or is it both self-destructive and beneficial? Explain in more detail. Don't just write yes or no. (laughs) The third question How can you better organize your days to create more ease? So time management skills during this full moon is going to be important. So how can you organize your days to create more ease and less stress? So those are the three questions. Again, they will be in the show description for you guys to check out. But think about where you're going to feel Virgo's energy and Virgo's presence. Right now, again, like I said, it's all about the dreams and being creative and tapping into our emotions. Now with this full moon coming and this Saturn and Pisces coming, we're going to start questioning our thoughts. We're going to start questioning our false beliefs that we might have about ourselves or about other people. This is a great time to really learn and tap into that. So just to recap. I know I messed up in the beginning with the house numbers. I apologize. But when it comes to the house numbers, just look at your chart. You'll see where you're going to feel the moon's placement. So look at where Virgo energy is in your chart for the full moon and check that out. It's you you will get a better explanation there. I just there's 12 houses and there's so much info that we got to get in this in this quick little segment. But That is the first two topics again. So first topic was about Saturn returns. Second topic talked about the Virgo full moon and the energy we're going to feel. We're going to definitely feel Virgo's presence. It is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is the messenger planet. So it's really tapping into those details and getting into those specifics. That's what Virgos do. That's what Virgos do for us. It's both beneficial and challenging as well. We need to work on ourselves constantly, right? So we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to end our podcast today with a tarot card reading. I'm going to ask a question specifically about the Saturn returns and the energy we should all expect these next couple. I'll do this next year coming up. 
So you guys listen in Gear Spiritual Best Friend with Josh Sanchez. We will be right back. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up and coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey everybody, and we are back for our third and final topic of your spiritual best friend. So the first two topics, again, we talked about Saturn returns. Second topic, we talked about the Virgo full moon. And now we're going to wrap up our podcast today with a tarot card reading. So I'm going to pull three cards before we get started, though. I'm always like I if you guys have tuned into the last podcast and anytime I do a tarot card reading, I always love to thank my ancestors. You always thank the people that came before you and the people that are there to help guide you in this current lifetime. So thank you, ancestors, again, for giving me another opportunity to talk with you guys and share your guys' insights for the podcast. So the question is going to be, for myself and for everyone listening to the podcast, what are some things we should expect? Wow, they are coming out fast. Wow. What are some things we should expect for the Saturn return coming up? For this upcoming year. So what are some what are some things we should expect for this upcoming year with the Saturn returning back to Pisces? So there you go. So now I'm shuffling. So if you guys hear cards shuffling, such a satisfying sound, honestly. Um, but let's close our eyes, let's focus, and then we'll go from there. Got one. Wow, got two. And one more. And three. All right, so we got our three cards. So this is what we're just going to expect this upcoming year. I know the last couple of tarot card readings I've done just uh, upcoming weekend and stuff, but since it's so much big change is gonna be happening soon that I figured, what should we expect this year? So the first card we got, we got the Ace of Swords. So if you guys don't know, again, my, uh, tarot, dart, my tarot card deck I use is the Modern Way Tarot. So that is the deck. Shout out to my girlfriend for hooking me up. Um, she's a real one for that one. So we got the Ace of Swords. Let me just pull up the card real quick. What it means on a more deeper level. Because I know a very basic level what it means. But, you know, got to get more in depth with you guys. So Ace of Swords. Clarity. Sound decision making opportunities. 
The Ace of Swords shifts at any reading in a positive direction. It is the ultimate fresh wave of energy and has the power to create or destroy. Whether it's a new hurdle that seems difficult to overcome or a feat of intellectual understanding on an old or even slightly stale situation. This powerhouse is sure to motivate without much deviation or playing around. It encourages you to take a brainy and communicative approach, being clear on your personal truth every step of the way, no matter what is thrown at you. Are you prepared to go alter oh, after sorry, your desires with intensity and keep your eyes on the prize? Don't be afraid. The Ace of Swords suggests you will understand the obstacles before you and be resourceful in overcoming them. It is the promise of the Ace that you will handle things with keen wisdom. When faced with adversity, trust your instincts. Your higher self already knows the right choice to make. So this is tapping into your own inner wisdom. This is, again, there's going to be a very big decision-making period for all of us, opportunities for all of us, and there's also going to be clarity. Like I said, those false beliefs, we're going to get a more clear perspective on, on everything during this next coming year with Saturn returning back to Pisces. So now we're going to do the second card. So from Instagram Live, people, this is, the, this is what it looks like, Ace of Swords, so a very uplifting card. Now, the second card I'm going to show you guys is the Ten of Wands. So if you guys, if you can see visually, it's a guy hugging and holding Ten Wands. So what this means, I can I can tell just from the visual, it's going to probably involve a lot of just, probably a lot of just like working hard. But let's see what it says here. So we got Ten of Wands. So this is overextending, feeling burdened, responsibility. The Ten of Wands symbolizes what it truly feels like to carry a heavy burden. Whether it's physical, financial, emotional, or spiritual, having too much on your plate can lead to an existence that seems more like a burden than a blessing. Many of us are people pleasers by nature. We take on too many projects and tasks because we feel guilty when saying no or I can't. The Ten of Wands warns against this bad habit. Although helping others is no is noble, extending yourself financially, emotionally, or physically in the name of helping can be toxic. If this card has approached in your reading, take a hard look at where your time and energy are focused. So this is a realization moment again, like, are, are we expending too much energy? Are we... Is our helping turning into stress? Is our helping nature turning into us being exhausted mentally? During this Saturn return, we're going to question that and we're got to work towards taking care of ourselves, right? And helping from a distance, not overstepping our help because we all have limits to what we can help. So this is a good time period for us to be realizing with that. So that's the second card. And the third card, so we got a lot of wand energy. So we got five of wands now. So we got the 10 of wands on the last reading and now we have five of wands. And with this reading, it involves competition, disagreements, clashing of egos. The five of wands symbolizes passionate struggles and fiery conflicts. When this card appears in a reading, it calls attention to disharmony in your life. 
You may be engaged in mental or physical welfare with those around you. That brings up feelings of, of contempt and anger in all those involved in the fighting. If this resonates with you, you must dig deep within to find a way to bring peace once again to your inner circle. It is important to remember that constant arguing does not solve problems, but rather it only adds anxiety and discord to your life and the lives of the people you care about. If you hope to gain freedom from the chaos in your life, you are the one that needs to extend an olive branch. Now is the time to swallow your pride and use your communication skills to find the root cause of your fighting and to overcome it once and for all. So this Saturn return, it looks like for this first year for myself and for everyone listening, is going to evolve, involve a lot of inner work for ourselves, right? The Ace of Swords talks a lot about we have the power of being in control, there, but there's going to be change, right? But we are going to be in the forefront if we tap into our inner self. And then we got the Ten of Wands, which involves burdens, financial, physical, emotional hardships that we're going to experience during this time period. And we need the question, are we overextending, right? Are we, is our acts of service, is it not actually helping ourselves at all? We have to question that. And then the third card is the five of wands, which involves instead of arguing to prove a point, we need to argue to solve the problem. We need to be able to move forward from whatever hardships we are feeling. So arguing constantly just causes more anxiety and more stress, not only for yourself, but for the people you love and the people that are in there. So be mindful of how we are communicating to the people we love about problems. Are we being too blunt? Are we being emotionally manipulative? Are the people that are talking to us being manipulative? We need to be aware of that. So these are all things that we are being aware of and tapping into our own inner wisdom. So that is our reading. I hope you guys loved it. It was very wise. I I love doing these readings. It's great. So the podcast, I know I recorded live Sunday morning. The podcast will be out by Sunday night. So if you guys missed this live stream, not to worry, um, hit the like button, hit a follow button if you love the content. And uh, yeah, today's topics again, Saturn returns, full moon in Virgo and the tarot card readings. But I hope you guys have a great week coming up. I have two podcasts planned and scheduled for next week. I got my first interview in a couple of months. I actually have some time now to do some interviews now, which I'm excited for. And uh, we're going to talk about more of a mental health podcast for next week. So I hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off.